0: So yes, I can't say that. It does work that way.
1: You are wild. Get out of
2: here. You're bugging out. Stop it. Stop it. From tip-off to buzzer beater. Kick off to Hail Mary.
0: This is Triple Overtime.
2: Welcome
1: back to Triple Overtime. It's your boy, Tony, here with Cliff and Tiago. Yo, yo. What's going on? We're happy to have you back. We're looking forward to talking to you this week. We have a couple things that we want to talk about before we get into sports. I'm going to hit you guys with a question I've been wanting to talk to you guys about for a while. Uh, to preface this, you know, we've been friends for about 15 years, the three of us. We've been talking about sports the entire time. And I reached out to uh, Cliff originally and said, Hey, why don't we do a sports podcast? Because he had been talking about doing a podcast for months before this. Once him and I came to an agreement to do it, we said we got to reach out to Tiago because him and Cliff can't agree on anything ever about anything. <laughs>
0: You've been after God, for,
1: God forbid you have to go out to dinner with these guys. <laughs> 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 but so, my question for you guys is what is the biggest benefit or the biggest uh, uh, hardship about being uh, co owners of the pod that you guys maybe weren't expecting or maybe your biggest takeaway? Uh, Tiago, if you want to go
0: first. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, you know, for me personally, you know, it's obviously uh, I just I love the commitment and um, the passion that we put into this because, you know, honestly, if we all wanted to just throw on some headphones and, you know, scream and talk about sports, we could do that. I mean, we do that now. But, um, you know, I do like that we're able to put in the effort and try to create a product that hopefully uh, one that we can be proud of and two that. you know, our listeners can be proud of for that. I'm really happy about that. Um, and obviously it's, it's something that, you know, I get to do with two of my best friends. So, um, you know, who wouldn't want that, you know, so, um, that has been really, really fun and really enjoyable. And, uh, I think the side or, or the most like surprising benefit that I, I really didn't expect is, is honestly just being able to interact with so many people. Um, you know, we we've met people and and spoken to um, people, whether it be athletes or TV personalities. That you know, we I you know, never thought we'd ever be speaking to these people. So, um, it's it's a, a really really cool um, platform, and um, really excited to uh, to be a part of it.
1: Cliff, you got another uh, podcast called "Responsibly Irresponsible" uh, with another one of your buddies. Uh, what? between the two of our podcasts what have you what has been your biggest takeaway?
2: Uh, for me it's just been um, well I get to watch both of both of the groups of guys that I work with we all work differently so seeing that um, seeing that unfold is pretty cool um, for the last you know what is this four months now three or four months five months um, just been sitting here learning different things that like I said like I was saying before that like I might not really be whenever never thought I would be interested in. But like the more that I do it, I find it being something that I want to get really good at, and so like that's like to me a beautiful thing in itself. Like I get to work with you guys all the time. I get to work with KP on Responsible be responsible all the time, and it's like, yeah, I thought this would be fun at first, but like now I find myself thinking like, okay, I really want to get good at this. Like I really want to figure out how I could uh, maybe help edit better or help do this or help do that. And these are things that like seventy months ago I could have cared less about. And so that's been the biggest takeaway for me. Um, but the best part, like Tiago was saying, is you get to talk to people, of all different backgrounds, athletes, TV personalities, um, with KP, complete different backgrounds of people who do things that I never dreamed of doing. The platform that podcasting has created for everyone is we all get a, a nice place to come in and share perspectives, and it's been it's been a heck of a ride, and it's been fun, and I, I'm I'm very. Excited to see where this goes. Yeah, as great answers, guys. Appreciate both y'all.
1: Um, I'll hit you mine real quick. Uh, my biggest uh, takeaway so far has been. Look, I got a. I got a bunch. I got so many things to talk about. You know, like you guys said, it's been very cool to do the to to meet people and talk to people that we never uh, have really had an opportunity to maybe have a conversation with. You know, we've had a couple big interviews that for us that we. Kind of were unexpected. Um, we know, I know, we got some coming up that we're uh, excited to uh, interview and excited to talk about. One of my biggest takeaways and uh, unexpected pieces was the amount of time and effort that I put into this on like a daily basis. Just because, not even if I'm deciding, oh, I'm need, I need to work on the podcast today, or I need to do this today. It's be just being in tune with the sports world and sports news, and and constantly, you know, kind of digging for that story or digging for information, so that way uh, we can bring in something fresh to the to the scene, not just regurgitate the same. Hey, Tom Brady's going to Tampa as everybody else. So that's been, I wouldn't say it's just surprising how much more effort my, uh, mentally I'm putting into it, uh, even if I'm not, you know, consciously making a choice to do so. So that's been very, very interesting. Uh, I will say that something else that I've taken away is how much watching you two guys who have known for 15 years uh, do this and what what your strong suits are and your weaknesses are. Shout out to, to Tiago. Tiago has been doing the majority of our editing since we started. And if you've been with us since episode one, you know that editing has gotten a thousand times better. And not because Tiago was doing bad. A lot of it was our hardware was cheap and and we weren't, you know, we thought we were taking it seriously. And then, you know, I went out and bought a mic that I thought was gonna be nice. And then I ended up buying another mic like three weeks in. Uh Tiago's gone through a couple mics. Shout out to Cliff for doing his research at the beginning.
0: <laughs> <laughs> same mic gang. <laughs>
1: and One rocking mic. the sa- same mic since the beginning. Tiago has 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 Grabbed, you know, grab the bull by the horns, as the saying goes, is not just learned how to edit, but has improved upon it and improved upon it and improved upon it to the point now where uh, now I'm taking over some editing responsibilities and I'm sending it to Tiago. And Tiago's like, mm, not good enough, which is fine because it's not good enough because I've been doing it for like a couple of <laughs> weeks. Tiago's like got this ear now that like he's. Tiago's broken now. He will always hear (laughs) something if it's messed up forever, and that's perfectly fine. That's why we terrible.
0: It's a curse. It's a curse.
1: Wish it upon no one. I just feel bad he has to hear all of our voices because I know now after editing a few episodes that uh, when you hear the same person's voice for like seventeen hours straight because you're editing him, you just want to punch him in the face. (laughs)
0: yeah it's the worst it's the worst but not (laughs) you guys you guys keep listening because we appreciate it yeah (laughs) absolutely
1: absolutely um and then like cliff uh tiago and i talked we're on the phone talking on the phone earlier uh pretty much about everything but the podcast and we talked about cliff at one point about how he's the most analytical yet hate statistic person that we know uh, because (laughs) you better believe that man could name you the whole depth chart of every nba team and i'd say probably everybody above fourth string in the nfl but he doesn't want to talk about their statistics at all Uh,
0: it's a conundrum it's a conundrum he's the most interesting man in the world
2: i don't know man i'm sorry guys i don't know (laughs) just i have no words. i have nothing to say to that
1: (laughs) the way the information like sticks in your brain is is become kind of a I will reference this later. This is going to be one of those times we'll be like, man, this is one of those times that we talked about on this. <laughs> it's been very fun to me watching, uh, learning more about two of my best friends uh, and also watching us grow this thing. Yeah. I mean, we we are like truly like brothers. There's times where we argue about what we're doing on the pod and there's times where we disagree about the way things are going. And there's times where, you know, we celebrate together in a way that only the three of us could. So it's been a very fun and uh, exciting road and we're looking forward to uh, what comes next. So I just wanted to, I figured uh, during coronavirus, it'd be a good time to take a break from sports every now and then since we don't have as much to talk about anyway. So I'm glad you guys could answer that and I appreciate you guys. So moving on, we had a 76ers predicament last week. And what they should do. Who's the most valuable person on their team? How do they get better? So on and so forth. We had a uh, a fan of ours reach out to us. His name's Dylan. He is from Melbourne, Australia. Shout out to Dylan. Yeah, big shout out, Dylan. Big shout out, Dylan. So he's got a couple of trade scenarios that we I want to I want to throw out to you guys. Uh, now he does say that he doesn't. He hasn't gone into the sh- salaries of all this. He said, but he imagines the contract to be similar mm-hmm. if he had to guess. And looking at him, I, I would say he's probably probably pretty close to right. But, so I'm going to hit you guys with a couple of things that he's interested in seeing and getting your takes. I know we I don't want to spend too much time on this just because we talked about it for forever last week. But, got to love Sixers fans, man. They are going to argue. All right, Devin Booker for Ben Simmons.
0: Not a chance. No. Nah. Do, but, but does it work? Does it not work? It doesn't work. I do like it, but it doesn't work. Not in Finan- Financially, it should work. I mean, that's what you're asking.
1: I'm, no, no. I'm, no I, I mean, I, conceptually. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean conceptually as well.
2: Like, who wins? Mm, no mm. one. No one.
0: No, no one I mean, wins Philly, that
2: trade. <sighs> but this, the Suns aren't built for Ben either. So the Sixers will win first, I guess, because they get a guard. Yeah, and al- they a get a shooting perim- guard. get an elite perimeter player.
0: No, no, and that's true. But you know, then again, the Sixers lose a lot of what Ben Simmons brings to the table, which is shot creation and and the amazing, um, you know, ability that he has to run that offense. I love Devin Booker, but he's a scorer and he's a scorer scorer, and that's all he's ever going to do. He doesn't make Philly better. You know, he could throw up seventy, and they're still going to lose. They're still going to be six in the in the East. So they're the Suns. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> no, no. Ben <laughs> Simmons, Ben Simmons, and this this is hot. But if Ben Simmons goes to the Suns, I mean, they're. Borderline eight seed, no, No. chill out. Maybe they move up. Maybe they move up a little bit, but no, they're borderline eight seed. Him, DeAndre Ayton, uh, who else they got out there? Josh Jackson? No, no, Josh Jackson got traded again. Well, anyways, my point point is, oh Kelly Oubre, Kelly Oubre, my fault. But um, and dropped a couple other people. Hey, Kelly Oubre's nice. Don't sleep on Kelly. Kelly had a great season. Yeah, but um, I've been I've been talking about Kelly Oubre since Washington. I remember Cliff mocking me. But uh yeah, because he nah, wasn't
2: I, on then. He on now though. Shout out to i I've,
0: I've been watching him though, and I saw him <laughs> right. and I said, Yo, give this yeah, man right. give this man a year or two. I mean Tiago Riley out here. I called it exactly. from the start, but um, <laughs> but no, it's an interesting
2: trade scenario, but I'm not on it. Before team. you finish that, like uh Devin Booker being added to the Philadelphia Sixers roster right now would make them amazing. If you I mean if you swap Ben for Devin. Like he's literally, like, quite honestly, literally what they need. I, I agree mean, with both of you. The problem is, is who's going to bring the ball up the court? A point guard.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Like, name that point guard.
1: <laughs> go get, It doesn't just go get one. It doesn't matter. I get what he's saying, though. Yeah, but it does matter because what does because Ben gives you so much of an anchor defensively. You're just going to go get a random point guard who can't defend anybody, and you know, see, what I'm saying? like, there's a lot to it.
2: Well, Devin, Devin isn't the greatest. Uh, Premier defender, they're going to lose that aspect. You're
1: losing a lot of, so you're losing two guys who can defend basically because now you have to you're having to plug in a point guard. Their mm-hmm. offense will look so much better, so much better. Yeah, it would space better, but their defense would look horrible. Um, all right, let me move on to the next one. Let's let's let these make these some quick hitters here. Uh, Bradley Beal, Ben Simmons is traded.
2: He's gonna be a net, so I can't even like think about this. So. <laughs> I like that. that that's more. That's
0: more intriguing to me. Bradley Beal is, I mean, he he's he's in that Ferrari category. Bradley Beal's a, a, you know he's proven it. So second best shooting guard in the game. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So, um, so that absolutely. leaves John Wall and Ben Simmons playing together. Yeah, that sounds terrible. Mm, that's yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> the the Sixers would win though, for sure.
1: Oh, Well that's what I'm yeah. saying is that you'd have the 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 Wizards would run into the exact same predicament that the Sixers are in now, where they have a lot of guys who can drive and kick, but nobody to finish the kick.
0: Yeah, it's no shooting. Yeah.
1: So all right. So let's go on to some uh some Joel Embiid trades and Shout out to Dylan because Dylan Dylan corrected me and he said Joel is only 26 years old and so he, Dylan thinks that he can have a tr- higher trade value than we mentioned. And he's arguably the best center in the league, if not he's definitely top
2: 3. Agreed. He's the best center in the he's
1: league. He's not he's yeah, there's no lie here. Uh but we do have some very interesting things to talk about. So he says cat for
0: Embiid. I love it conceptually, it could never happen. But Conceptually, I love that. I, mean, I just
1: don't see. I I don't know, man. Like, I have a hard time seeing what cat like to me. They're both like they're the same guy. Like, cat's a little bit better at shooting than Embiid, but Embiid's a little bit better on defense than Cat is.
0: Cat spaces way better, so it would him and Ben would just work so much better.
2: It'd be the same Devin Booker issue. Said that he's a center, not a shooting guard.
0: That's what it would come down to. I'm talking like defensively. Yes, they would lose oh, so much games well, defensively. I'm, no, I get that, but you you live with that. It's kind of like the uh, w- what you're doing with the Houston Rockets. You you'd get so much more on the offensive end in terms of with Ben creating and running that offense and having a Cat to space the floor. Like you take that trade off.
1: You're saying you're saying they score average like 130
2: a game and they're going to no. keep up 125 a game and you're cool with that.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely cool with that.
2: The Sixers have guys who can guard. Like they're not gonna get ran out the gym. Like they actually have guys who can defend. I mean, Ben is their best defender, but they don't. They're not gonna get like. I mean, you're not gonna walk past Tobias. Like he can, he can D up. Like he's not that bad.
1: Oh no, I find it. Like I said, I find it interesting. It's an interesting trade off because you're adding offense, but you're losing defense.
0: Conceptually, I love it. Just salary wise, it can never happen.
2: I wouldn't do it because y'all. Well, y'all know how I feel about centers. To me, they're moving in place if they do that. That's not getting it done for me.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair.
2: All right, so Paul George for Embiid, great deal. It will not happen. That that's probably this is my favorite of the ones that he sent. The scenario wise, this would be my favorite, but um, I I don't know what the Clippers would gain exactly. I don't. Well, know the Clippers I mean. need nothing.
1: <laughs> the Clippers need a big man on defense, like
0: trust If nothing
2: right?
1: else, if. Not, yeah, but I mean, you're telling me that that's not a different tier than
0: Embiid. No, for sure, defensively. But I, yeah. I so yeah.
1: I'm saying Embiid like for those teams that are big, like like your uh, your L A, your uh, you know Toronto if they play their Gasol their Gasol lineup, like those teams that have a dominant big or a big who can play dominantly. Like I wouldn't call Toronto a team that. Plays around their dominant big, but if Gasol needs to, he turns it up. But like, yeah, yeah. like but
2: the thing too is, so like, the question becomes: So like we've talked about this before. Or I've said this before. How many dominant bigs are in the NBA? Well, that's what I'm saying.
1: I don't want to. I don't like using that term "dominant big" because but that's what I'm saying. Like Mark Gasol can be a dominant
0: big if he needs to be. Mm, so I guess it just depends on how you're defining the term. I yeah. mean, I wouldn't say Mark's gonna take over anything these days, but. Okay, so, for example, dominant big isn't necessarily limited to, like, a dominant center. Like, if we're talking dominant bigs, Anthony Davis is a dominant big, right? Joel Embiid is a dominant big. Uh, yeah. Jokic is a dominant big. Uh, well,
1: let me ask you this. How are you, how are you predicating that? Because, to me, being a dominant big doesn't, doesn't necessarily mean he's
0: getting 20-20. 6'8 above, regardless of position, you're a dominant big.
1: Like, Mark Gasol, he's not going to put you up. 30, 40 points. But the thing is, if he gets 15 rebounds or 12 rebounds, five of those are offensive rebounds, he dominated that game.
0: Yeah. yeah but I wouldn't, I wouldn't categorize him as a dominant big because he'd have to consistently do that. for the, I mean, the like
2: if you... Right, so let's just ask the question straight up then. So if let's say the Clippers were to do that deal and they get Joel Embiid, are they better? No.
0: No. It's I a terrible trade for the Clippers.
2: Great trade for the Sixers.
1: I think it's about even just because of the different... I, it's hard to quantify because they're so different. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Paul George and what he does versus what Embiid does are so different. It's hard to say that one would equal the other. I think Embiid would add something to that team that they don't have currently, but obviously they'd be losing a really good perimeter defender and also a really good, like, you know, he was in the running for Defensive Player of the Year last year and
2: MVP. Well, it's like, it was so, the last, I don't know, it was the last. Eleven or twelve titles, the Finals MVP has been a wing player. So you're going to give me Paul George and Ben Simmons. I'm taking that deal. I'm I'm going to do that. Yeah, the same NBA reason Eagles. why, <clears throat> the same reason why they traded to get Paul George in the first place. Give me two dominant wings mm-hmm.
0: over Embiid yeah. any day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Jerry Jerry West would never, but yeah. yeah.
1: All right, and the last one, which in my opinion is the my favorite, uh, Vucevic and Fournier from Orlando. For Embiid and Michael Scott.
2: Love it. To, to me, this love is the most it. plausible. This is the most plausible. Absolutely
0: love it. Like it could, This could actually happen. Dylan, you need to call Elton Brand right now. <laughs> like, for real. I love that <laughs> trait. Love it.
1: It makes, to me, like you said, it's most plausible. It definitely makes sense. For some reason, Orlando has this obsession with centers and dominant centers. And I would arguably say Vucevic is a dominant center. He's really good. He's really
0: really yeah. good. Yeah, he's phenomenal. phenomenal.
1: Put him and his. He's got. He's got a decent shot. He can pull up pretty much any level. Fournier adds you a good level of shooting. Plus, he's got. He's a pretty good defender. Mm-hmm.
2: And he can handle the ball. So, like yes. that would. That he would fit well on the on the Sixers roster.
1: And then Embiid in the blue, silver, and black. I don't know, man. That's ooh. That'd be weird.
0: I mean, you you'd, you're sending Embiid to a death sentence, but you know, to a franchise that lives in mediocrity, um, you know, ask Shaq. but or Dwight, ask Dwight,
2: or Penny,
1: or 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 Horace Grant, like yeah, we, like so many great, or Tracy McGrady, we so li- many great players, <laughs> yeah, we literally, go literally
2: on. had Victor Oladipo
0: just sitting there, and he's all yeah, okay. like, it's wow. it's pretty bad, he's, it's he's crazy, yeah, somebody save Mo Bamba, but um. Yeah, it's just, it would not be good. But for the Sixers, my goodness, what a trade. That would that would be it right there. There would definitely
2: be more, like, I'll have to, I'll draw that up maybe for our Instagram later. It would have to be more pieces involved in that. But um, I could see something like that happen. Thinking that'd be like a three-team deal. Because Elton, Elton. You're, you want to talk about, you want to call Elton Brand, call Elton Brand and learn how to budget. So yeah, that's gonna yeah, it's gonna have to be a three team deal with something else in there. But that'd be that would be interesting. To me, that would boost them. They would gain I mean you'd be losing your all NBA center, but you're gaining a uh an all-star center back and a pretty and a pretty guard. good, pretty good yeah. shooting guard. Like Evan Fournier. is a
1: little underrated. He's pretty good. And the thing is you have to remember too, it was Orlando cannot develop talent at all. I mean, like you said, Victor Oladipo is a great testament to that. They can't develop talent. So Whenever somebody leaves Orlando, always watch them real close because I feel like they will always be better. Yeah. and I don't, I mean, that sounds like I'm just throwing absolute shade, but just let's, uh, not, let's
2: call not, a spade a spade. It's not, it's not like, shade. It's not shade. Yeah. It is. I mean, is. I, I
0: don't say the lie. Let's get Aaron Gordon out of there. Maybe he might, <laughs> you know.
1: I mean, like, you see players like Evan Fournier where you're like, yeah, he's pretty good. He's, you, I would call him an average shooting guard in the league. You know, he does things, he does certain things really well, he does certain things poorly. So I would call him overall, he's average. And, but if you put him in a system where he can flourish and not just that, but he's in a system where he is being developed, you know, who's to say that he's not an all-star in a few years? I'm not saying that Evan Fournier is an all-star. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying we don't know what his ceiling is because Orlando will never get close to it.
0: No, for sure. And I mean, Vucevic was an all-star this year. So, I mean, imagine if he just was somewhere else you know and shout out to steve clifford because i think steve clifford's a great coach actually um it just you know which (laughs) which is funny because there's two there's two franchises arguably that at least in the east that you never ever 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 want to be a part of orlando is one and the hornets are the other and ironically steve clifford was the the hornets (laughs) coach (laughs) and is currently the magic coach so yeah (laughs) kind of funny
1: big shout out to dylan for for hitting us up Giving us his thoughts, we definitely appreciated it. We got a we got a little kick out of it. We we saw it this afternoon, and we were all talking about it for most of the day, uh, about you know the different trades and would they work and things like that. So uh, it was very cool. We encourage everybody, reach out to us, man. We want to talk to you guys. Look at Dylan. Dylan. Dylan shot us an email, and he probably just hoped for an email back. And we're shouting him out on the pod. So you guys just reach out to us, man, at 3OT Podcasts on social platforms. Let's talk to us, man. We want to know what you guys think. Big shout out. Like I said, big shout out to Dylan.
2: Shout out to Australia, all the kangaroos, Ben, ben Simmons, Kyrie. Yeah, those, shout yeah out. absolutely. Big yeah. So we, we
1: appreciate you uh, listening from uh, so far away and uh, probably making fun of our accents, and that's okay. <laughs> so we uh, we look forward to talking to all y'all soon. So hit us up and uh, don't be shy. We sure aren't. ESPN just released an, a list. And uh, can I just say that I hate when ESPN release lists and we have to it's cover clickbait. them? It's just clickbait. <laughs> At this point. Because it's like, I've, I swear we argue more about ESPN lists than anything else. But they released their top seventy-four NBA players of all time. Top one hundred, right? No,
2: seventy-four. No, top
1: seventy-four. Top seventy-four. Oh, top top 74. 74. Top 74. Okay, top seventy-four. They, apparently, the twenty-six more players was
2: just who? Who do we pick? I, I think it's because it's like this is the seventy-fourth like season or something. Like there's,
1: yeah, I, think it, there. I think it. I think
2: it was kind of like the
1: like the NFL top
2: one hundred last year. Yeah,
1: something like that. Or last last year, this year, year and a half, or whatever. <laughs> the last one that we argued about for a whole episode.
0: Yeah, what a weird way to pick that. But
1: um, so now we have top NBA players of all time, without getting into the number one, number two discussion. Because I just I'm going to skip right by that. Because we could like I've, I've said before, we could have a whole episode. We could have a whole podcast just about who's better, Mike or LeBron. So let's go ahead and just skip right by that. What is who do you guys think is out
2: of place? This is a glaring one missing in the top five. It seems to always happen. It's been like a thing in the last. I don't know. How long has he been retired before he passed? I don't know, four or five years, or three or four, however many years it was. There's this, there's this thing. There's this notion that ESPN writers and people who didn't play in the NBA have they have this thing where Kobe isn't top five and it's bonkers. Like NBA players are like are on Twitter just raging. They're like, How do you have a list where Kobe Bryant isn't top five? Like if your list doesn't have him at five, like the list is already wrong. Like how like I don't I, we, we don't we're, we're confused where you're confused.
1: so who would you take out of the top five? So you have Jordan, you have Braun, you have Kareem, Bill Russell,
2: come and on magic Johnson, come on, <laughs> come on. and this is no disrespect. see like let me let me preference all this There's just no disrespect to the greats that came before us that laid the foundation of this game that we love called basketball, but I'm sorry, Bill Russell, there's no at no point in time when I'm picking Bill Russell over Kobe Bryant. no one's ever going to do that. And, like, the thing is, just so funny to me is, like, okay, Bill Simmons... I mean, Bill Russell, I'm sorry. Bill Simmons, not Bill Simmons. Shout out to Bill Simmons, though. But Bill (laughs) Russell... (laughs) Bill Russell, quote-unquote, dominated his era playing with, like, eight other Hall of Famers on his team. And, like, they say he dominated, but, like, Wilt Chamberlain was, like, serving him. I'm like, how... Like, he's this defensive beast, and Mm -hmm. Wilt was averaging, like, 30 and 28 on him. So, I'm like, how... Like if anything how would Wilt not be like, cuz are we counting the championships as a team statistic or as his cuz he did play with like 8 or 9 other hall of famers. So yeah, a little bit. Like I'm both, confused as how we come yeah. to that conclusion where it's like all right, Bill Simmons all of a sudden is even higher than like how Bill Simmons being higher than Wilt is like bonkers to me. I don't even know how we did that. The fact that you keep saying Bill Simmons to me is hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> I said Bill Simmons yeah. again. Bill Russell. It twice. I'm, so sorry. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I mean I why, why I mean, is this in my mind? I don't even know. They both they both love the Celtics, so yeah, Celtic green, right. exactly. I'm in the same yeah. ballpark. you know what I'm talking about. Shout out to Bill, Bill Russell. Bill.
0: Sorry. Um, <laughs> I understand. Bucky. I understand what they're trying to do with the Bill Russell. You know, 11 titles in 13 years, but again, that's a team accomplishment. Um, but then he also had five MVPs, and then the rebounds per game number is like stupid. At the same point in time, if you want to make the argument about the era. I will not fight you on that. <laughs> you can't. Uh,
2: he, he you could have got can't. 30
0: rebounds per game, for all we know. I mean, it was, it was pretty crazy. I mean, I don't know if you also want to make the same argument for Wilt, too. Wilt has better statistics in every category. Every category. Like, it's not even For the closed.
1: same
2: exact era. And he's, what, mm. sixth? So you're going to Will. you're gonna penalize Wilt. You're gonna penalize Wilt because I didn't play with eight other Hall of Famers. Like it's
0: my fault that these guys nah, weren't nah, elite. I, I, I hear you. I'm just I'm trying to dive into the mind of of these ESPN. Ooh,
2: that's Star Wars. Yeah, but um, let me know how that is.
0: <laughs> well, look, I'm not everybody. You know, I do. I do really like uh, Brian Winhorse. Let me shout shout him out one time. Um, of course you do. You're a LeBron fan. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I, A, I like everything he covers. You know, he he doesn't even. It's not even just again. Not even that. We'll let that it's slide. Ninety five percent LeBron. <laughs> but anyways, but um no, I mean outside of this list, um, top ten. I mean, um I mean I love Shaq at ten. Obviously, I think Kobe should be six or five. I think. I think. I think Kobe should be six or five. Um, you know. One and two, that's going to be what it's going to be. Um, Big respect to Tim Duncan on this list at eight. Um, I think Uh, it's... Right where it needs to be. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You know, and a lot of people, you know, sometimes don't understand the the Tim Duncan love or, I mean, you know, the big fundamental. Is his game the most exciting? No. You know, am I going to go back and watch Spurs reruns? No. But um, Tim Duncan for sure, uh, top 10, without a doubt. Um, no if, question. if I'm a
1: if I'm a if I'm a basketball a high school basketball coach, you better believe I'm making those kids watch Spurs reruns.
2: Yeah, we're gonna hate you. <laughs> yeah,
1: but it ain't exciting, bro. But there's a reason. He's a big fundamental for a reason, and his no, he's his a beast. He's a beast. his technique literally is what got him to where he is. Like he mm-hmm. was not anything special athletically. Yeah, arguably the greatest power forward ever. Oh, right. Yeah, sorry, T. I didn't mean to interrupt you, Tiago. I just
0: no, no, no. You're good. Give all the no, hype to Tim Duncan. We can. Yeah, let's let's give Tim some love. Outside of that, you know, going up like higher on the list, I don't know if you guys were able to check that that out a little. Oh bit. yeah, oh yeah, it got worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it it certainly did. And again, I'm not gonna. This is not to disrespect anybody. You know, obviously, uh, I'm a big like I. You know, we've talked about Giannis a lot. Um, I love his game. I respect his game. Um. But he's not. What? Where they put him? Twenty five. He's like twenty seven, bro. He's like yeah. twenty seven. No,
2: like my eyes were bleeding. No, my eyes are bleeding. they are bleeding. No. That's that's <laughs> that's
0: atrocious. Seriously, he's he's above Steve Nash. How is that possible? <laughs> like, I just I don't I don't understand that. He's above. He's above Steve Nash. He's above James Harden. He's above Isaiah Thomas two-time champion, top three-point guard of all time, Isaiah Thomas. So Somehow, even without Dream Team, even without Michael Jordan, even without all this stuff, Isaiah Thomas still gets disrespected. I don't understand.
1: There's one person on here that you should be absolutely disgusted with. He's above Allen
0: Iverson. Oh, oh, you're talking about uh, Giannis. I'm
1: saying Giannis Antetokounmpo is ranked higher than Allen Iverson. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. That's the most disrespectful thing I've ever seen in my entire life. So I I I don't get it.
2: I mean, well, speaking to the Isaiah disrespect too. They got well, I admit, hey, well. Listen, before I even go there, I love Steve Nash. Like it's one of my favorite players ever. One of the reasons why I love basketball is because of Steve Nash and Allen Iverson. They have they have both of them ranked ahead of Isaiah, which I don't love Isaiah. But at the end of the day, like I respect Isaiah. He's definitely got the resume that would surpass Steve Nash and Allen Iverson. He should definitely be higher than them. Agreed.
1: Even if he's just just like above he them. Should, he yeah. he has yeah, like enough close. where he should
2: yeah. be, yeah. I uh, yeah. he should at least have that much respect. Like come on, for bro. sure.
0: I think Dirk should be a little higher on the list too. Not not higher. I mean lower. I guess is what I'm trying to yeah, say. Yeah, lower. My persona um, too. Yeah, I mean let's. I'd I'd put him probably right where Karl Malone is. I think I put Karl Malone at 17. Karl was kind
2: of kind of kind of high for me, bro. I thought he'd be closer to 10. Uh, in all honesty i really thought he'd be closer to 10 and 17 not that 17 is far off but i I thought
0: he'd be a little closer to 10 i just like i look at his number two scorer of all time yeah but it's like how did he do it you know like he yammed it on people a lot no (laughs) i I understand that you know and he had you know the ultimate running mate in john stockton i just you know he was also ranked ahead of isaiah which was Kind of head-scratching. Well, they had to keep it consistent with the whole Dream Team thing, right? <laughs> I
2: was just like, ah. Yeah, right? Mixed. Terrible. Yeah.
0: But Isaiah just, he be getting all the disrespect in the world. I don't get it. I love Scotty at 21. Have no issues with that. Chuck at 23. Cool with that, too. Yeah, but see, like, I don't know, man.
1: Is a ring a team accomplishment? And I know, I, I know that these yes. guys, like these ESPN guys, they're not, you know, they, they bring all of it into account. So they're going to say like, oh, this person's better. But like having Charles Barkley at 23 is kind of crazy. It is kind of crazy. Like why is, like why is he so low? <laughs> mm. <laughs> like to say Scottie Pippen was better than Charles Barkley to me is disrespectful. Now, yes, Scottie Pippen won more championships. I don't know
0: though. Even from a skill point aspect. No, no, don't get me wrong. Like Chuck, Chuck, Chuck is Chuck. <laughs> but what Scottie Pippen is able to do And I think even, you know, through the last dance and and seeing Scottie Pippen um, when Jordan was out, I mean, Scottie is... Oh, I'm not saying Scottie Pippen's a scrub. I mean, beast. Just because he never had quite the opportunity. He was always in MJ's shadow. So I felt like maybe he didn't get the the respect. I mean, you know, if we want to look back at, you know, why Kyrie Irving left, because no matter what he did, he'd always be in LeBron's shadow. Kyrie Irving is a beast, but he was just never going to be he was never going to get that love. And I think that's what happened to Scotty. Scotty was just never going to get that love because he just happens to play next to the, the, the best player in the NBA at that point in time. Um, so, I mean, it's close. Like, I'm not trying to disrespect because I'm up. Yeah, but know, at, the
1: time, at the time, I would say Charles Barkley was the second best player in the NBA. I mean, that's, I don't think that's that hot to say.
2: I mean, he yeah. did win an MVP during the, yeah. the championship run. So it's not, it's not.
1: So that's what I'm saying. It's like, and I mean, they played them in, the, you know, in the finals. they no, played I them hear against you. Them in I guess finals,
0: what right? I'm trying to say is that you would consider Scotty that if he wasn't playing next to Mike. Like, that's my argument. Maybe,
1: maybe. But, but the, like, you want to make the argument for Carl Malone, you know, and how do you get his points? He had the ultimate running mate in John Stockton, but. You don't want to make that same argument for Scotty, like yeah, Scottie Scottie yes, Scotty is great. We saw Scotty without MJ,
0: but, and we saw what he did. He didn't get worse; he got better. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yes, and I, I'm not saying he's a scrub. I still think he should be top thirty for sure. But to not have, I don't know, man. Like it's just something about
2: like, it. you are literally separated by like, like, by like one person. It's like twenty three and twenty one. Like, I, I,
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're supposed to. Yeah, but to me, but
2: to me, it isn't. It isn't though, because I mean,
1: it's just is Scotty would you take Scotty Pippen over Charles Barkley?
0: Depends on my other teammates. Like it's very close.
2: That's what it's about. Like who's better? I think I think I think I would take Scott. I think I would take Scotty though. I really do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. see
1: I think I think I'd take Chuck. Round mound to rebound, baby. Like what are y'all talking about?
2: No, no, you're right. But Scotty's locking everybody up, bro.
0: Scotty like Scotty's one of the best two-way players we've ever seen ever. <laughs> you know, like
2: No, and I
1: and I don't disagree with you, but if you look at them for the course of their careers, they're not—they're not statistically that far apart. But to me, Charles Barkley is actually better on the floor. Like their statistics mm-hmm. speak to them being about equal. But if you watch the games, like do you guys watch the games? Like how many times <laughs> you say that? But like, yeah, Charles Barkley—you know—you watch him and he. The game is at his pace versus Scotty is playing the game at the pace that's set, usually by Michael Jordan.
2: That's, that's why it's always gonna be hard to do this because they don't play the same way. I don't want to fault him
0: for that. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, yeah. I get that. That's something I don't know. I think that's what we're gonna have to agree to disagree on that one. Yeah,
0: not, no, no, for sure.
1: Y'all gotta put some respect on Charles
2: name. I'm not we're not dis, I'm not disrespecting Chuck. Yeah, I just nah, I, I gotta Chuck. go with the guy who is probably one of the best premier defenders ever and he's got six rings. But um another another interesting slot choice they have on this list. I think if I'm not mistaken I want to say Steph Curry is 13 and like KD is 14. Yes. And I was like yep. uh, like I am team Steph 100%. It's a ring
1: it's a that's a ring that's a ring count right there. That's all And that's
2: that is. definitely it's definitely a ring count. Is it? I think and I think it is. I really think it is.
0: Which is the unanimous MVP Changing the game as we know it has nothing to do with it. Well, no. I mean, well, hold on. Like, I'm
2: not. I'm not. De- I'm not let's, just let's, discrediting let's his resume. Give Steph some I'm not going to discredit his I mean, resume. Steph. But like, this is Kevin Durant. We're talking about. This is a freak of nature. This it. is a one of one. Like, let's let's hold on.
0: As a, a scorer, yes, yes, absolutely. I think
1: at the end, I think at the end of
2: both of their careers, it flip flops.
1: I think. Well, as I, right I was now, talking. I
2: was talking to some friends about that too. I these next three years with KD being in Brooklyn are very. Not important to me as far as his career goes, but far as his ranking goes. As his ranking, if he's successful at this stop, mm-hmm. like I mean, like if you let's just say he was the one Let's say he wins one title or two titles. Oh, he's top and 10. His, he's, he's top five. He's yes. top five. Like, that's not even a point. If Kobe's not top five, he's definitely not top but five. Kobe is top five. He's just not top five at the ESPN.
0: But yeah. he sees Katie's crazy. top ten for sure. If they win a title, absolutely he's top ten for sure. But as it stands right now, I have no issue putting Steph Curry above Kevin Durant because look look at Curry man so inspirational like see that's and see that's the
2: problem that's not basketball <laughs> that's not at all what we're talking about it has nothing like, to do being, with anything
0: yeah him being inspirational no it does know. look at his numbers look at what this man does for the game of basketball look at what he did for the Warriors with, without Steph Curry there is no there is no championship there is no but I, mean, I'm, I get. Be, that.
2: I'll be real I'll be real. There's there. These last two titles they won do not exist. If Kevin Durant's not on that roster, I'm going to be real with y'all. They, they don't exist. Yes. So we're going to, we're going to, we're going to stop that narrative as if like they carried him to that. Like if Kevin Durant's not playing, they're not champions.
1: Well, yes, but I see what Tiago, Tiago was saying. The first championship. I don't know about that. He's saying the first championship. No, bro, you got you're bugging out. Stop. You it. are
2: wild. It. Get out of that. here.
1: When he, bro, what was it? 2016. No, no, 2016 was a 3-1. The two, so the two finals
2: MVPs the KD had, if you remove Kevin Durant, they are not champions. Relax, stop.
1: Bro, he was averaging like 31 points and like eight rebounds a game and like six assists.
0: Like, yeah, Steph took a step back. Like, I mean, we're making it seem like the Warriors were not already an established team. No, no, I get no, that. But but an what? no, no, no an MVP with two of the best shooters we've ever well, they seen. Lost. They lost everything that made them. They lo- and why did, why did they lose that? Cuz they had to pay Kevin Durant. Exactly. If so if Kevin, Kevin Durant, Durant So that's what we're talking wait, about. Wait, that's wait, what we're me saying. Yeah, but listen, but listen, if you don't pay Kevin Durant, you have all that money to get out and build a team instead of just relying on See, look,
2: you're doing Kevin Durant. You're doing you're doing, you you're doing the saying? thing where like all, I'm all I'm saying is that if he's not playing, like I'm just saying if Kevin Durant doesn't lace No, but I'm up, saying that too. He,
0: they're not winning. I'm
1: saying that too.
0: Is this
2: still not
1: the team that lost 3-1 in the finals? So the, like they needed that extra piece. They needed to get over the hump.
0: Yes, they Yeah, to get over the second best player of all time. According to ESPN, that's a big hump. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say here is that Kevin, it, it look, they, and this is not to disrespect Kevin Durant. Cause again, we're splitting hairs, right? It's, it's 13, 14, but Steph Curry, he, he's the, he's the engine of that team. He's, he is what, cause here's the thing you could say, Oh, if Kevin Durant doesn't lace up, there's no two championships. If Steph Curry don't lace up, there, there are no championships.
1: No, I agree. That's a agreed. Fact.
0: Agreed. But I would and say, I'd that say that one it. is more important than the other. One puts them over the top, the other one is crucial to what they Let
1: do. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question.
0: So I'm saying if KD won
1: the year that they lost 3 uh, 1 in the conference championship,
0: if they would have won the finals that year, would he be better than Steph Curry and OKC? Yes. Yes. So I'm saying it's just a ring thing. But as you famously like to say, Tony, he didn't. Yeah, but he didn't. <laughs> and it didn't happen. Right. So so I'm just saying like
1: that's but that's that's how close we are here. You see what I'm saying? Like that's how close yeah. that's how yeah. close it is. Sure. This, I won't even call For it sure. splitting hairs, bro. We're down to the molecules right now. Like it's that close. Yeah. So yeah. I think I mean, is Steph Curry? Let me ask you this question. Is Steph Curry well
2: placed at 13?
0: Um, I have no problem with it.
2: Him and KD are both... Him and KD are both... They'll be... By the time they're done... Don't no no worry concerted.
1: about KD. I'm talking about just Curry. Is Curry good at 13? Are you good with Curry at, at 13?
0: As of right yeah, now, as of today. Yes. Okay. Now, as, as the time goes by, he'll probably slide up, but... Well, let's, yeah. say, he, let's say he breaks another three-point scoring record next year.
1: Another okay. one of his own? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> KD Katie, Katie wins a championship next year in, in Brooklyn. KD's above him. So who's higher? 80 yeah. is above. Her. Okay. So that's my point.
2: So it's like, <laughs>
1: what are we really come, talking it about? It comes here? down to this. It comes down to
2: this. No, Steph, Steph winning, Curry, I, everything Tiago's saying in, in some ways is correct. Yeah. Steph Curry changed the game. In some ways. He is. He is See? See how he's got no, to add that I have to make it clear to the, the listeners that like I'm not agreeing with you, but I am agreeing with you, but not really. <laughs> and Steph Curry. You can understand changed, what he's saying. He has changed the game into like, yes, mm-hmm. like I understand like he deserves all his roses because he, He's really, he is the NBA. He's what the NBA is right now. It's because of him. Yes. But there is another guy who can probably shoot just as good as he can. That's seven foot tall and can dribble the ball probably just as good as he can. That would, like, we've never seen that before. So, like, if he wins one more title, like, he might be, like, the greatest basketball
0: specimen we've maybe ever seen. But can KD, can KD create, like, Steph can? Can he pass? Yeah, you
2: didn't see him passing Gold State? You know, yeah, go look at his finals,
0: finals numbers yet. bro bro. okay I get that but it's not to the same degree or the same level it's not so that, it's not and if you say it is that's I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna
2: not. say it is but that's what we're that's what you're gonna die on
0: yeah cause we're splitting hairs it's they're so close time out
2: time out time out time out you're talking
1: about Steph Curry and his passing right now when this dude's a point guard who averages six assists a game and I'm sorry I'm talking
0: about what Steph is able to do and create you know, for his okay. team. yes yes yes
1: He's a point guard who averages six assists a game. Kevin yeah, Durant is a what three is- guard, is a th- is a small forward, a three, and he averages four mm-hmm. four assists a game. To me, that's a wash because one's carrying the ball up the court every single play and should be getting six, seven, ten assists a game.
0: Yeah, but except, but except, he's really not. What <laughs> he's really not though, if you look, yo, he's not, cause no, he's not. Because if you not. watch the way the Warriors play, you have Draymond carrying the ball. So Steph is literally creating these passes, literally after he comes off a screen, after a, a two dribble penetration. Bro, he like, carries the, the ball way up passes. More than 50% is, no, 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 no. The way Steph passes is masterful, and it's actually not true. Draymond Green carries the ball up. Every, like, that I'm not Thiago Tiago's, Tiago's right yeah. here, but this is just
2: a dumb hill to die
0: on. I'm sorry. Like, that's not. <laughs> no, I'll die on It's just day. a very stupid Look, hill to die I, on. No, what I'm saying, but you're underrating I'm not, I'm not saying it's not. His good, ability. But you're no, saying you that. are. Because you can't agree with me without respecting that it, that ability is underrated. Because Ke- Kevin Durant is not known to be a prolific passer. He's not yet, known he's to be. A for, he's still only averages two He's not known to be. Listen, he's not known to be a creator for his teammates. So watch, watch what he does in Brooklyn. Is he, it now if he magically starts creating for everybody in Brooklyn?
2: But my thing is, my thing is he
0: did it, but that's not going to so happen. You just, so, so,
2: oh, okay. Before we move on. So did Kevin Durant just not pass the ball and he was in Golden State? Like we just didn't see him do it. It
0: just didn't happen. Okay. So what's Golden State's system? Is it not Uh, is it not a benefit? A, it's a yes, a yes or no question. Like you're asking the me like, it's a yes no, or no, no. Did he no, do no. it or did he not do it? Is it not it? a modified? So he followed Steve Kerr's system. What's the system in Brooklyn? Give KD the ball and, and get out the well, we way. We don't have
2: a coach. So I don't even know how you know that. I, you got the inside information, I I guess.
0: Exactly. <laughs> they don't have a coach. So I can say whatever I want. <laughs> what I'm trying to say here is that KD was a benefactor of that system. What were his passing numbers and like in OKC? KD tell was me that. a
2: benefactor. Who were the shooters well, I'm on telling you his game? career numbers. Name, name the shooters on that Oklahoma City team that he played with. Okay, so tell me his season numbers. Name me the shooters on that Oklahoma City team that he played with. I need to know who they are right now, please. Bro, we already had this who are conversation they? before.
1: No, Kevin Durant had this, had, had this conversation. I would like to. He was the like only know, one that could shoot a three.
2: I would like to know who those shooters were.
0: Yes. Yeah, you could ask him. No, what, I mean, no, what, seriously. What, what are we trying? To I, say? You're saying that his in, you're saying his inability to create assists was because there's no shooters. The why is why is Russell Westbrook creating assists if there's still no shooters? Because he's driving and dumping it all to the center. Okay, you okay, you want to so know
1: you want to know his like, what do we what do we. Doing? All right, though. hold on. This is funny to me. Like, Why is so no, no, no. confused? Yeah, now. you are you are on fire right now, Thiago. You're my you're my guy. You know I love you, but you were cooking. All right, so I'm not going to count the first few years that he was on the Thunder just because he wasn't. You know, he wasn't the Kevin Durant that he is now. I mean, like, what are his numbers though? Okay, he was averaging like 20 to 25 a game, like three assists. His assist number. His three assists for the. F- it was like three assists for the first first five years. Okay, okay. And then from 2012 to 2015, he averaged uh, about four and a half to five assists a game. And then when 2016, 2017, 2018 with the Warriors, four point8, five point4, five point9. So he literally went up from 2015 with the War or with the thunder, he was averaging five assists. 2013, he was averaging 5.5 assists. Two thousand eighteen with the Warriors, he was averaging five point nine. Don't act like this man just changed his game. It's alright, bro. We're
0: we're talking about it like these are we're talking about it like these are magical numbers. No, but I'm like, just saying there's one less know, than Curry's. Because, Bro, not okay, even. It's before, half, it's before, half, one, a half know, of one you know, less than true. Curry's. That's not true. Because before Kevin Durant got on Golden State, Steph Curry in the 2013-14 season was averaging 8.5 assists per game. The following year, 7.7 assists per game. As soon as KD stepped on the court, then it dropped to 6.6. Then 6.1. Then 5.2. Now watch. As soon as KD leaves, his assist numbers are going to go right back up to 8, right back up to 7. So let's not underrate Steph Curry's passing ability just because he decided to take a step back. That's like saying, "Oh, D Wade isn't a great scorer just because he decided to take a step back for LeBron." I've, like this is the I've argument actually, that you guys I've are saying. Never, like, I've actually never, I've never heard.
2: Like honestly, thank you so much for me. Like, I've never heard anyone argues Steph Curry's passing ability so much until just right now. Like this is because the, no, in one in <laughs> no one looks at the world. No one looks at the crazy he's like not, number the, telling you he's not he's even telling He's not even the best he's not even the best
0: passer on his own team. He's not even the best passer on the team. So, okay. So eight point was right. So he's still averaging eight point five assists, not being the best passer on his team. He's averaging so he's a bad passer. He's I didn't six. say he's a bad passer, bro. What are you talking about? Nobody's saying no, he's a no, bad I'm passer. That, no, I'm saying we're underrating his you passing. Know, you know though.
2: how Michael, you know how Michael Jordan in the, in the Last Dance, he was like creating these like narratives in his head. Yes, this is we're witnessing it in, in real time right now. Like we <laughs> no, really not are.
0: Give, no, we're not. No, no, this is not going to happen because I give you the numbers. Y'all just read me KD's numbers and said, oh, B, well, he got on the Warriors and his numbers changed. I'm telling you why Steph's numbers changed as KD comes on. And you're like, yeah, that's not the same. No, thing. no, no. Hold no, on. No no, 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 that's no, 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 no. If
1: you're going to say hey, if you're going to pick an argument, stick to an argument. okay <laughs> you're just, going back and forth. No, 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 no. Time out. My turn. My turn. So you want to talk about well, how you want to talk about how KD fit into Steve Steve Kerr's system? That's what you said. Correct. You said he gets uh-huh. more assists on the Warriors because he fit into Steve Kerr's system, right? So he got uh-huh. literally half an assist more, half an assist per game more, being in Steph, Steve Kerr's system. So right there, okay. that argument don't fit. Secondly, you're gonna say, say "Oh, we're un- you're diminishing Steph Curry's ability." But when KD came in, KD's a ball stopper. We get that. He's not going to have as many assists. I understand that argument. That's a good argument. But to say that KD benefited from Steve Kerr's system, but then to say that the Steve Kerr's system didn't work for Curry is a little bit like, what, what are we talking didn't, about? They Didn't say that. Yes, you you just said his assist numbers went down, but the assist numbers go up for... F took a,
0: took a step back. Yes. That's what I said. Yes,
1: but you can't say that one benefited from the system, and that's what generated assists, and then the other one doesn't benefit... the,
0: the, the system yes, doesn't generate assists. Yes, I can. They're two totally different players. They have two totally different roles. So, yes, I can't say that. It does work that way. Whew. So,
2: guys, so just so everyone's clear at home... Um, so, Steph Curry should most definitely be in front of Kevin Durant because there's a system. His elite, he's his elite, elite
0: passing ability. Oh, we ran off the trail on that. But what I'm trying to say is because. Elite, he, passing, ability. elite because
2: passing ability. His elite passing ability is what he seals does the deal. He does more than. That seals the deal. He does more. He, he does deal. more. I'm not than even he sure recognize. if Steph Curry is a top five the passer numbers. in the league. But no, that doesn't no, matter. That that's doesn't that's matter. That's that doesn't no even matter. It doesn't even no matter. It doesn't even matter.
0: Is he a better passer than Kevin Durant? He's a point guard. Hey, okay, so so the answer is yes. Then, oh my goodness! Wait, let- it's a yes or no question. Hey, Tony likes to put say,
2: the, so- "No, because you didn't. You didn't. No, 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 stop! You didn't answer mine, so I'm not even going. I'm not even going. I'm not even going to do that right now. I'm just, I'm just right. sitting here all right. taking all this in. That's all. I'm that's doing. gonna be the next poll. That's not gonna be the next poll on Twitter. That's gonna be the next poll. Ooh, that is absolutely. That's, whew,
1: all right, I'm excited about that that's one. All right, so let's move on to some NFL. What makes the most sense for Cam Newton right now, guys? Man, I don't know.
2: He, uh, Jacksonville. Nah, man. Free Gardner, bro. I'm
0: all team. Minshew Mania. Um, I love Minshew too, but Jacksonville. If he's trying to, well, uh, okay. Well, there's more than one answer here. If he's trying to win Chicago, if he's trying to show everyone, hey, I'm still a dominant potential top 10, Quarterback MVP caliber type player in this league, Jacksonville, because he can come in at Jacksonville with a couple of pieces. You know, if they were so to do it and um, really change and drastically improve that franchise, it's kind of like how, like Tony, how you always talk about what Baker did for um, Cleveland. Yeah, like Cam, Cam could come in there and just be like, "Oh my God, you know what would we do without you, Cam Newton?" So if that's if that's what he wants, Jacksonville. If he wants to win and be in a position where he can be a contender and, and maybe eventually at some point have a run and come at going back to the to a Super Bowl, Chicago for sure.
1: See, but Chicago already has Nick Foles and they just signed him. So I don't see them making two quarterback free agency moves.
0: Yeah. But then Jacksonville signed Nick Foles too and he broke his collarbone. Like
1: it's I mean, weird. Yeah, <laughs> but they didn't go out and sign two quarterbacks in the same offseason. They just they just
0: No, 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 I hear you. I just wanted to say it's funny that like Nick Foles, like Nick Foles. He's Brock Iceweiler. He's just Brock Iceweiler all over again. He went over Carson Wentz because like he was healthy and was able to win. And then he goes to Jacksonville and then Carson Wentz himself. Like it was like and then Gardner Gardner you did to Nick Foles what Nick Foles did to Carson he, Wentz. Jalen hurts himself out of there. Yeah, it's, it's pretty it's much crazy. <laughs> Karma. It's wild. What do you what do you think, yeah. Cliff? All right. So I
2: like th- mm, let's let's call it three teams. Let's do three teams. Um, all of them kind of have the same situation, but I think they're easily winnable jobs. So, or even if he doesn't win it, he'll just get it or at some point in time. Uh, so first team I want to go with, I'm gonna say Indianapolis, with the Colts. Um, Philip Rivers is on a one year deal. He's about to be forty. Uh, I think it's not too much longer before his arm is shot. Uh, I think this might be his last season, being you know old Philip. I guess if you want to call it that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think this is like Mm -hmm. the Colts window with Phillip is literally, it's this season. So whatever happens, happens. And then they're going to probably move on. Uh, Cam, I don't know how he would fit in their system, but I think he's better than Jacoby Brissett. Um, And they think they drafted Jacob Eason. Mm -hmm. I think he's better than Eason too. So Uh, I could see that. Uh, The second team I'll go with, I would say Pittsburgh as Big Ben's replacement temporarily. See how it fits. Um. 'Cause I mean, not I'm not saying he's Big Ben, but you know, they have the same moxy quarterback. Similar. You know, yeah, they have they carry the same type of energy to me on the field. Well, mainly because of their body types. Um and then the last team I would go with, I would say Atlanta. Cause I I don't think Atlanta is in love with Matt Ryan as much as we think they are. And I think like if this season isn't not that their offense is bad, but like if they can you're saying that they have eyes? Like Yeah, I'm saying they, they, actually, got, eyes. I they, think actually, they got eyes. They actually can see. Oh, yeah, I, I i can okay. i can see Cam Newton in Atlanta because i don't i don't think that i don't I think Matt Ryan's that. era is gonna last too much longer and it's not because he's playing bad i just think they're gonna just try to start over and they got a new owner and all that stuff too so i can see something like that happen
0: oh what happened to, uh oh man Arthur I'm sorry banana. they don't have
2: a new owner I'm sorry that was the Panthers that's why yeah. Cam's not there yeah, yeah yeah got that mixed up I was so. like no no Arthur's still there bro yeah Arthur's he a was, yeah, he's still uh, there yeah he's a go, I think man. Arthur two dollar I think points. I think Arthur is <laughs> a little concerned so yeah
1: I agree I agree yeah. with that uh it's funny because it's like those were mostly mine. I got two okay. uh, and one one is going to kind of shock you guys and I've been actually saying this for months uh, but uh, Tampa Bay for the same reason as you said Indianapolis mm-hmm. uh, what we had Tom Brady on a two-year deal so and that's you know he's not getting any younger uh, but I like his ability he's basically what we had in Jameis Winston but consistent so and if, Honestly, the Bucks all they needed was consistency from Jameis Winston to be a playoff team. Hmm. So, I'm not saying that he's going to win a Super Bowls or anything like that. But see, I would like, just say, and I
2: love, I love that ideology behind that. Really do, but that just doesn't happen hmm. with Bruce Arians coaching that team, bro. It just doesn't happen. Yeah, they're just such a bad system fit.
1: It would just have to be a test and see. To be honest with yeah. you, to me, like it just have to be a test and see.
0: Because like I said like he he doesn't not to cut you off but you mean like so you, so you think like contractually like he sits out a year and then Tampa could could grab him on that on the second year of Tom's contract Yeah, I kind of think
1: Yeah yeah something like that And I mean like no I don't I mean I don't want to speak it into existence but when's the last time you know we can see Tom Brady play an entire season healthy good to go and don't say last season because in my opinion towards the end of the season he wasn't healthy and good to go And I think a lot of that's his age So I think I agree. I think it'd be very interesting to have. I mean, why don't we bring in some load management into the NFL? And I know that sounds silly. I know you guys are gonna laugh me out, you know, laugh me out of this podcast for that. But like, it almost worked for the same.
2: It almost worked. Yeah,
1: Yeah. Like you're talking four. You go four and zero, or you know, four and four and one, and you let Cam start a couple games and let let Tom take a breather. That way, when the playoffs come, he's he's rearing to go.
0: Or Tom plays two quarters or I I mean, it's not crazy, Tom. Especially look, they're going to seventeen games. I mean, you could be on to something. To me, he's just he's a better Jameis Winston and the
1: like what they offer is about the same. It's just he's just gonna be more consistent. Mm-hmm. So he's gonna throw his picks, he's gonna be inaccurate. it happens. But I would say, you know, but if he's,
0: you know, three it's less costly when he does know, it. Two,
1: three touchdowns a game to one and two or one and two interceptions a game versus, you know one in one in a touchdown for five interceptions one game and then turn around and five touchdowns zero interceptions like i want the yeah. consistency yeah um and also with that being said we are talking about a guy who's a former mvp and I'm, he doesn't have quite have what he did used to have in my personal opinion but mm-hmm. you know who really were his his guys when he won mvp you know he's he, so he's thrown a lot of yardage in this league without very household name wide receivers. So it'd be interesting They're to like see. That's it. Yeah, yeah. It'd be interesting to see him with some guys who are really,
2: really good. So, One more that's point to that right. too. I was trying to pick teams that were making it a, um, either a seasonal basis or like year to year. Because I know that the Bucks signed Tom for two years. Because, you know, you had yeah. two years, Cam would be like 33, I think. Not saying that's bad. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Bucks are winning the Super Bowl this year. Let me start with that. But if Tom wins a
1: championship, he retires 100%. I can 'cause see he that. at that point at that point he's he, he's gonna prove everything he needs to prove, yeah, um, it's just a major there be <laughs> yeah no no absolutely, yeah. and I don't think i don't don't get me wrong, I don't think that there, that's what's gonna happen as a bucks fan, I don't think that's what's gonna happen um uh, it, it's not it, it's not he i don't there's no disrespect, I think the bucks as an organization just can't tom Brady is as as good of a player as he is, gronk as good of a player as he is they can't you can't outdo the organization that holds you back so. Um, to and Tampa is just not a great organization, it, but it just it is what it is. Um, but the other one that I th- think would be very interesting is the Chargers. If they I haven't think, pulled the trigger by now, I just figured. No, oh, they're not going it. to. They're not going yeah. to. They should, but they're not going to. You know, they have a, they have an average offensive line. They've got decent running back. They've got the weapons in receivers. They've got a good defense.
0: You think they're all in on on this kid?
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Uh, I guess they're gonna see. The thing is, the funny thing <laughs> is, they're
2: they're gonna like Tyrod Taylor. It's gonna be Cleveland Browns all over again for Tyrod Taylor. Like he's literally getting played. Yeah. He's getting played all over again. Like, bro, but he's not dumb, bro. He knows what he's doing. I mean, he's he, just cleaning the gonna check. check. He's gonna he's gonna <laughs> play his six games, and then um, you know, they're gonna throw they're gonna throw the rookie in the fire. That t- shout out to Tyrod. Ever yeah, since, get the bag, I mean, bro. just get the bag.
1: Just, just do, do you, bro? Do you? You started. I mean, he didn't. He hasn't really had like a storied career. So, and he was really good for the Bills. Bills.
0: Like,
2: he was
1: good on the Bills.
0: He was, yeah. Like, like, let's not act like he sucks. No, like, no. Tyrod's hold on, good.
1: hold on, hold on. Tyrod is good on the. Yeah, was good on the Bills. How many went, bit wins did the Bills generate while he was good on the Bills?
2: I mean, they made the playoffs. That's yeah, not. I don't know. Like, Once, like eight. I mean, like yeah. maybe
1: that's what I'm saying. Like he's maybe an eight and eight quarterback. Like. And I get that there's more than just him making wins and w or you know wins and losses, but I'm not, not going to say that he's going to be the guy that pushes you over the hump ever. Like he's just he's never going to be that, that guy. guy. Like you're going to have to have an elite defense if you're going to win a Super Bowl with. This
2: is turning. Tyra this Taylor. is turning very disrespectful. Let me say
1: <laughs> <No>, I don't. <laughs> I don't mean it as disrespectful. <laughs> it's just when is Tyrod Taylor ever had a winning record in the NFL other than that one season he made the playoffs with the Bills? I'm not trying to be rude about no, you're it just is
0: what it is. That's just, just what it, it is. It is what it is. <laughs> you're making him sound like his name is Tyrod Dilfer or something, you know. That's all I'm saying. Like
2: no, I don't I don't even like know though. Can't. But the thing is, like I, I don't think that his quarterback style right now is gonna like, you just it's not gonna maintain not in today's NFL. Just no, too reserved well, for probably, me. Yeah. He's well and
1: it's funny because that's that has developed as he's gotten older. So, because like when he came in the league, he was a little bit of a gunslinger. Like he was, yeah, he reminded like, me of, like young RG three when he first came in the league, mm-hmm. and everybody was like, "Oh, this kid's gonna get blown up because he's like and he's, and he's just, as he's taken more hits, and as his coaches have, have reined him back in, like it's been it's been more he's been a lot more conservative, and I feel like it's been over like he overly did it. Like mm-hmm. it's it's easy to teach somebody to be less aggressive. It's hard to teach somebody to be more aggressive, and I think that they overdid the less aggressive, and now it's trying to get him to, okay, you got to push the ball down the field. Now he just doesn't want to do that. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. Shout out Cam Newton, though. I want—I really want to see him play. I want to see if he still got it.
2: He's accurate. I mean, to a degree. <laughs> to a degree. To a degree. I was like, that's a kind of a hot <laughs> statement. I don't know about that, but yeah, you know. <laughs> All right. So let's move on to
1: everyone's favorite segment. Something,
0: nothing,
1: or. Everything. Everything. So, SNE, let's see. Something, nothing, everything, guys. Uh, Seattle Seahawks almost traded Russell Wilson in 2018. And a close friend of Russell Wilson says that they feel that they will trade him eventually. Is that something, nothing, or everything, guys?
2: You know it's it's everything. It really is, because you know unfortunately, most like a lot of these NFL franchises and NBA franchises and MLB franchises, they're poverty franchises, and they just they are just it's. And then every once in a while, there's a player that comes through, like you know Russell Wilson. You know, go Hawks. Like, if Russell Wilson is not a Seahawk, they are they are bottom feeders, and it's absolutely disrespectful how they treat this man. Like, I I'm confused. I don't understand. So it just lets me know that like, they're 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 still a poverty franchise. They're still a poverty franchise. They just happen to have one of the greatest quarterbacks you've ever seen play. That's fair. That's fair.
1: I'll, def- I'll, I'll go let you rock on that. What do you think, Tiago?
0: It's disgusting. <laughs> I it is. It's disgusting. Jeff, I have no words Stephen A. For it. Smith, go ahead, tell me what you think. It is. It's 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 blasphemous. It's <laughs> atrocious. It's <laughs> but um no, seriously, in all seriousness, the disrespect that Russell Wilson gets. Like on on a league wide basis, sure, that's one thing. But for your own team to disrespect you like that, I I I don't I don't have any words. I mean, they go to two, they go back to back, they go to two back to back Super Bowls. I mean, granted, you know, if you you run one in with Marshawn Lynch, you, you you could have back to back champions. Um, I mean, what Russell Wilson does for that franchise, what he does for the what he does for the league. I just I don't understand it. It's it's rampant disrespect, you know. On top of this, and I know it's not related, but I just feel like it's it's a mentality that people have, and I don't understand why. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the other day zero MVP votes. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't
2: get it, bro. I don't get it. I don't get, I don't it, don't get it. How? How? It's it's sad. It really so is. I don't
0: get it.
1: I don't get it. I would love to see him on another team that actually values him, though. Well, I would too. Because yes. because if the Seahawks aren't valuing him, then like why? Like I don't let him walk, bro. Let him walk. Please He's too let good. Let him
2: get out of the NFC West. Please. He's too
1: good to have a team who doesn't appreciate what he can do. I hate. I, God, I hate doing this, but I always look like I'm right now. Like I look right at Tom Brady in the Bucks. What happened right after they saw him sign Tom Brady? Gronkowski.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right after. I mean, like what two weeks? And yeah. so not only, and, and you know, I'm sure Tom had something to say about that. They said, we have a guy who has given, given to give us an opportunity to win a championship here. Let's surround him with the best possible weapons that we can. And, you know, like I said, I'm sure Tom had something to do with, Hey, I can know a guy who's pretty good playing tight end, but like why, how you don't do that for, Russell Wilson, like how do you not go out in free agency and be like, just find offensive linemen, wide receivers, and a running back? That's all we need. Every year, that's all we need. Your defense could suck. By the way, they have Bobby Wagner on defense. Fantastic. Like, probably uh, now that Keekly's out, it's it's hard to even argue that he's not the best middle linebacker in the league.
2: When is the Your la- defense? Re- will- when's the last time the Seahawks even drafted an O lineman in, in the first round, second round? Any, any point in time. I can't
0: remember to be honest. I think
2: Sweezy was the last one, and that was a minute.
1: I mean, he's about to retire, if he hasn't already retired. But exactly,
0: yeah.
1: Um, but my point is, is like you don't, yeah, like your defense is going to be good just because, just based on Bobby Wagner's ability to call, make calls on the defense, like to make the adjustments. Like your defense is going to be decent, like at least solid, maybe not great, but at least it's
0: serviceable. Like. I don't, I don't get it, man. If you I surround this man with weapons, you're averaging
1: thirty points a game. Like,
0: what are you doing? I think Seattle may try to may trying to Jerry Krause the situation, if I may. I think they're saying, look, this is as good as it's going to get. And instead of surrounding people, surrounding Russell with people, let's ship him out. Let's do a quick rebuild and on top of that, and see what we can do again. They're going to
2: ship him to the Browns. Like, do you know how disrespectful that is? Ah, uh, bank. Do you know how disrespectful
1: that is? Yes, but think about it, bro.
2: Think about it. If the Browns
1: still were able to sign Jarvis and OBJ, the Browns oh, would have been great for the, the Browns, Browns. Would be
2: in the playoffs last bro. year. Like they don't even oh, They don't even care about his
1: Easily.
0: well-being.
2: They don't even care about his well-being and actual contenders.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> like you put
1: Russell Wilson. There's not a team in the league that you put Russell Wilson on and they're not instantly playoff contention. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. Like
1: he's that good, and Agreed. so. And to me that's all the Seahawks are. If the Seahawks are just barely making the playoffs, that's because of Russell Wilson, bro. That's not because of your team. Like you said, they're still mm-hmm. a poverty franchise. You pull Russell Wilson off and those dudes are losing 14 they're, games they're a losing, season the worst for the next team in the division easily. Yeah. 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 And they're going to be the worst team for a while cuz they don't like what are you going to do? They've they've run their team into the ground already. The whole Legion yeah. of Boom is gone. He lost Doug Baldwin a couple years ago. Like you lost uh, Javon, uh, Javon, <laughs> Javon curse throwback. Shout out tight. <laughs> um, uh, you lost Jermaine. Yeah. Thank you. Jermaine curse. I literally was about to say Javon curse again. Um, <laughs> you lost Jermaine curse who wasn't great, but both of those guys, like they compliment each other so well, um, you know, they still have Tyler Lockett, but t- poor guy can only do so much. Like he's getting like 15 targets a game. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand, and it's like, oh, this is just as good as it's gonna get, like you said. And it's like, how? Who are you paying?
0: Exactly. Like, how is this uh, as good as it's gonna get? Go make some moves, bro. You see Stefan Diggs out there screaming to people, "Come get me!" You see OBJ OBJ screaming to people, "Come get me!" And Seattle's like, nah.
1: Oh, you but you knew. See, you know, no, you, you know, know when I saw this writing on the wall a little bit was Earl Thomas on the cart.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. wait.
1: Trouble, waving at the Cowboys, Paradise up there. Yeah, yeah. 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 So that tells you the way they treat their players, not that great. So yeah, it's true. But yeah, it's, I can it's see again, it. It. I don't
0: know. Earl Earl might have been dealing with some other stuff. I mean, we oh, don't know.
2: <laughs> but even even last season though, cool. they were, had the, like they had that little moment where like Russell was like, "I'm gonna give you guys a deadline to pay me." And I was like, "Why? Are I, like, why haven't you paid him yet? Like, what are you? What? Like, I I'm confused."
1: And then they short changed him anyway. <laughs>
2: Oh, free my guy! Oh, no. Free Russ! Free Russ! Free Ben Simmons! Free the gang, man! Free the guys! This is ridiculous. <laughs> Russell Wilson to L.A. No, bro. Send I want him to the the Chargers, out of the. Bro. I want. To, oh, okay, yeah. Thank you.
1: That's fine. Send him to the Chargers. Get him out of the NFC West. I don't want to. Dec- I don't want to see him anymore. Yeah, I'm sure you don't.
2: <laughs> I'm done with that. But
1: I mean, send him to the Chargers, bro.
2: Like, think about that. Mm, That'd be whew, he'd it. be a perfect bear, but they don't like black quarterbacks. Oh, you got to delete that. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just flat was, I was flowing. That's the show Yo, shout out to Ryan Pace. <laughs> yes. He would be
1: a perfect fit in Chicago, too. He'd be That's a
2: great thing. bear. Russell Wilson would be a phenomenal, yes, phenomenal bear.
1: He would be, it would be, it would be, that would be, they were built for each other. But the Bears are too, I don't know. I think they don't. I think they're watching too much soccer or something. Like well, the, first, watching, the first, like, issue
2: is that they're in the NFC. They're going to trade into an AFC team. So no, the Sorry, first
1: guys. issue is that the Bears, like that's the first issue. Yeah, that, that like, is the Bears. The Bears just can't get out of their own way, bro. Like it's really, really bad right now. They've been rebuilding
0: since
2: they've
0: been looking, they be looking for a quarterback like, since my father was a child. Yeah, right, the, this Trubisky kid looks pretty good. I think we should.
1: Well, it's like <laughs> even when they won the Super Bowl and like when, the, when they were the monsters of the Midway, like they didn't really have a great quarterback.
2: Like, yeah. sexy rex he was in there for child Rex. like he thing. was good yeah no, no, no. but
1: even before that before that in like the 80s i got why can't i remember mcmahon this guy's name? yes but thank you mm-hmm. mcmahon wasn't a great quarterback shots but, but headband, he was you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know it was it, honestly to me he won based solely off his attitude and his swagger like it was just, yeah, he, it just he won. He won because it. he was a
2: quarterback of like arguably the greatest defense assembled. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And the thing is, is, it's like he was Rex Grossman. They've been, been looking for a
1: quarterback. They've been looking for a quarterback. Like you said, they've been looking for a quarterback since your dad was a kid. Like, they, they've been looking for a quarterback longer than that. Yeah, they've exactly. never had a namesake quarterback ever. It's so crazy how of. that
2: correlates. Like in 85, they had the best defense. Then in 06, when they went to play Peyton Manning, they had the best defense, and their quarterback was absolute. Garbage. Like, no disrespect to Rex Grossman, but like, bro, he was a filler. Like, he didn't have, like, just don't turn the ball over. Well, I mean, the, the, the Bucks. the Bucks 2002 defense is one of the highest rated defense of all time. Brad
1: Johnson was our quarterback. Brad Johnson has a ring with Tampa Bay. Shout out to Brad. Why? Why
2: does this man have a ring? Like, <laughs> shout out to Dilfer. Like, it's crazy. Shout out, shout out to all the legends. Shout out to all the, don't yeah, turn Dilfer over the Dilfer is the same thing. Trent Dilfer. Joe he Flacco. Joe Flacco. Well, no, it's not disrespect Flacco. He had a great run. You feel me? That no, he did have crazy, a great run. But he actually, he, he earned that. You know, what I'm saying <laughs> he
1: did have a great run, but let's—he wasn't—he wasn't—he wasn't being like, was he a top five quarterback that year? No. In the
0: playoffs, in the crazy, playoffs, he was the best quarterback in the playoffs. It him. was crazy. I want yes. have him as a guest, bro. That year, Mad Chess preseason, I'm the best quarterback in the league. Everybody like, right. Yeah, I will say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wild.
1: I don't mean any disrespect to anybody. I mean, I, you guys always say that I'm disrespecting people. And it's like, I'm not saying, <laughs> I'm just
2: saying he wasn't the I'm best quarterback in, in the NFL. I'm saying that. In general.
1: I'm not saying he's, a, I'm just saying he's the best coach not the best quarterback in the NFL. You guys are like, oh, that's hot, or that's disrespectful. I'm like, bro, I'm not saying he should be out of the league. I'm just saying that you're, he's not, like, there's not going to be a statue of him anywhere. Like,
2: it just is what it is. If you're an athlete and you haven't been what? disrespected on this podcast yet, just wait. Just wait on it. Just wait on it. <laughs> it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of
0: time.
2: Before we close out this segment, and we're talking about the Bears, I have to shout out the greatest quarterback of all time. Shout out to Jay Cutler. Uh, uh, six gang, you already know. Shout out to Jay <laughs> <laughs> The no legend. You love Jay Cutler.
1: Bro, his, you love Jay the way, Cutler. The
2: way Jay Cutler, his perspective on life is literally like, I want to be like him when I grow up. I really do. I really do. Oh, uh, 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 He is the goat. He yeah, like,
0: one opportunity to strike that from the
2: red. <laughs> no, 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 no.
1: We ain't editing that out. That's we're keeping that in there. Oh man. I want I want Jay to get this love, and we're we're gonna put that in the title. I want him to Google his search his name and this Google. come up.
2: Exactly. <laughs> wow.
1: All right, guys. Let's wrap this up. We're already, we already overstayed our welcome. We appreciate you guys for tuning in and listening. Big shout out to uh, all of our followers on Instagram and Twitter. We're, we're definitely gaining a little bit of uh, uh, some traffic. We love the Twitter fingers. We love you guys' hot takes on Instagram, even if you hate us. That's fine. We can deal with it. We're strong people. We know that we're all going through it right now. We feel like the world's opening back up, but uh, uh, we still know sports. So. Uh, stay tuned with us, man, as we, as we try to keep things interesting. We know that you guys are suffering right there with us. Just make sure that you uh, swing by the Instagram and at least give us a, a hello or a, uh, tell, tell Tiago that he's crazy for thinking that uh, Steph Curry's an elite passer. So we thank, you for everything. <laughs> we thank you for everything that you guys do for us at 3OT Podcast. We'll see you all next week.